You Shall Trample the Wicked by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. The Law of Moses, the Torah, was the Father's blueprint as to the way His chosen people were to conduct their lives for health, protection, human relationships, as well as their relationship with Him. Disobedience to it brought death. Obedience brought life. Sadly, no one can keep the law. All failed yesterday, and all failed that try today. To disagree is to lie. We, as the descendants of the fallen Adam and Eve, are imperfect. The world that has evolved from the one that deceived and defeated their first pair in the garden is just as imperfect. In fact, both this world as we know it and its inhabitants are failing, defecting, soon to perish. Those governing humanity are making very seriously wrong decisions. In the quest to possess all, they have in their efforts confiscated the earth's resources that should have been distributed among everyone. This struggle for power has resulted in creating different classes of mankind. Poverty, lack, sickness, and disease run rampant. Frustrated humanity commit more horrendous crimes today than any time in history. What is wrong? Here is your answer. Genesis chapter 2 verse 17 But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. All is built on tainted knowledge from the lawless rebel that God warned us about at the beginning of our history. So what can help us? Would it not be knowledge acted on from the tree of life, the Torah, the one that knows all things as He created all things? Jesus is the answer. He is the way, the truth, the life. Father said in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 6 that He would give Jesus as a covenant to the people, that He would be a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring the prisoners out of prison. What does all this mean? When we ask Jesus into our hearts, we are asking the law to come in. Remember I said He is the living Torah? Now look at this in Hebrews chapter 8, verses 8 through 13. Because finding fault with them, He says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, the law of Moses, but they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor, and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins, and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. In that, he says, a new covenant. He has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away.
oh, but that was written for Israel only. But look what Romans chapter 9, verses 6 through 9 says. But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel, nor are they all children, because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac your seed shall be called. That is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come, and Sarah shall have a son. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. So Jesus is God's covenant, given to humanity to restore and right all the enemy has devastated over the years. Isaiah chapter 42, verses 6 through 7 says, I, the Lord, have called you, Jesus, in righteousness, and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. Since Jesus was born the seed of Abraham, all of us baptized into him become Abraham's descendants. This means the Abrahamic covenant is ours also. In addition, since the Lord was from the line of David, the tribe of Judah, we too are of the house of David. We died to who we were into his death at baptism, and resurrected to new life in him who is the Lion of Judah. So all promise to Judah is ours as well. Now we are truly beginning to understand, as we eat the flesh of the bread of life at communion and drink his blood, we become his blood kin, his family by blood, his heirs, and eligible to all that has ever been promised to man. As we mature into his image, the fruit of his nature will become the nature of our fruit also. Therefore all creation will benefit and be set free through us. Romans chapter 8 verse 19 For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. We must really understand who we are as children born through God. As the true family of the Lord, we can testify against our enemies to our Father, who just happens to be the judge. When there are enough of us that desire to break away from the world, its systems, and ruler, then we can legally unite in prayer and ask the judge to give orders to his heavenly army to take captive those who are standing in the way of our taking possession of our rightful inheritance, those that would rob his blood family. We ask for his intervention, not so much for ourselves, but for all earth's inhabitants. We stand, armor on, refusing to be assimilated into the world of Satan. We stand firm against helping the enemy's failing systems regain power. We stand firm by not breaking the laws of our kingdom, even at the risk of carnal man not understanding and ridiculing us. Our morals are different as we are obedient to the law on our hearts. That law again is Jesus, and when we love Him, we obey His commands, which the world does not understand. 
We wait in anticipation for his kingdom rule to take effect and to see the captivity of those that now hold the world captive, so we can be set free of their influence. Spiritually we are set free, and the kingdom is in place in our hearts. But soon, very soon, the judge will demand our physical freedom as well. No more sorrow or pain. All will be restored under the influence of the knowledge of the tree of life. The animals will be compatible with us, and one another as in the beginning. Death will be eliminated, as there will be no more sin. Jesus is the victor, and so are we as we are his family. Gathered together, united as one, we become the body of people he lives through to rule and right the earth. As we prophetically intercede through prayer and praise, he creates all things new through us. It is also through prayer and warfare praise that we testify against the enemy. As our just God gives his verdict, it must be executed, carried out, as it is spiritual law, and Jesus is the law. He wins. We win. So we stand our armor on, covered by the blood of the Lamb, giving our testimony until victory is brought to pass, and our inheritance is completely in our hands. Meanwhile, we must also stand in the gap for those that do not understand enough to effectively testify and make the declarations for them. It is a time as never before to pray and prophesy through prayer and praise and worship to bring defeat to the enemy as the world fails and crumbles. We must know the word well to pray effectively as it is law. It's the sword, a mighty weapon in the hand of our spirit man. Here is a sample of how we may pray. Father, what sins we retain, you retain. What sins we loose, you loose. We forgive all mankind their sin, but we will not forgive the enemy that has destroyed and corrupted your creation. We put the sin he has taught mankind back on him. The way he deceived Eve and used your perfect law to make us mortal. Let this mortality rest on his head. Father also, you see the hearts and minds of mankind and recognize those the enemy has totally assimilated, ones that won't love you even if taught or follow your wisdom. Do what you do to right the earth, but Father, we ask forgiveness for the innocent, no matter how foul. We place their evil actions and thoughts on the head of the enemy and ask for your intervention in their lives. We can't determine who are innocent and who you have given up to a reprobate mind, but you can. Or we may prophetically sing, Jesus, please destroy all that destroys the earth, man and all creation. Please put the sickle in and gather the wicked out of your kingdom. Please set us free, free to love our God, each other, and protect and care for all of creation. Please. Please set us free. Put corruption on the enemy. Please destroy his world while allowing us, creation, to rise. You destroyed and brought to nothing the enemy's best effort to subdue you. You defeated his actions against you, stopping his fruit from having any effect on you. But he continues against us. Lock him up. Loose him from us. Put him away along with all that follow him. 
so creation can be given a chance to choose the correct knowledge. Let us begin to change visibly as we eat from the fruit of life. Let death come to the enemy that brought sin and death to us. In closing, can you imagine the power that would emanate from the earth against the enemy if we united all over the world in similar prayer to testify against him? Or what an explosive sound would be loosed against him if all of creation entered into warfare praise all over the planet, prophesying his defeat? God heard and answered old Israel's cries for freedom when he delivered them from the hand of Pharaoh, and what he did for them he will do for us. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 tells us, It is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Let us unite as the full stature of the body of Christ to fulfill Malachi's prophecy at chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts.